reporting live from the Johnny Depp defamation trial. <laughs> Folks, we're back. And we can't stop. Hello, everybody. The world's getting too weird. I think if we're going to take the mooncast to new heights, we got we should remove all mention of what city this is and just be, yeah. be, be a global podcast. I think it's worth it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, I've long been saying that we should just like rename the parks right. and then just turn those into like landmarks and then just make, uh, make fiction and art based on these fictional places. I like that move. Like that, like some of that AI stuff, the Jarvis things, or oh, I forgot what it's called now. Jasper. Jasper, yeah. Um, Jasper. Some of those things were just so eerily, like vaguely human seeming. <laughs> they just cooked up a wife and family for me. That's fucked up. <laughs> like just, uh, and it seemed so okay. <laughs> well, it just seemed it seemed like a thing. It was written in a believable way. That's that's what well, it could just be disinformation. It could be. It could be the Chinese. Could be, yeah, it could be the plans for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're just kind of giving you a glimpse into the fucking matrix on that one. Yeah. Did Jarvis generate that Sam Vaknin bot, or was that a different thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Siri with the I couldn't with get an Israeli voice. Oh my god, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> this is just like spewing one of the two hots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, it's to be marveled at, not really to be absorbed. No, yeah, you just kind of take, you don't take it in. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just imagine. Does it sound French? What is that? Yeah, answer? what is that? You just kind of, yeah. So why? You just imagine him staring into his webcam, just like deadpan saying all that. <laughs> yeah. He's a narcissist. with improved weather it also brings way more people out to see us doing the friggin it is true metal detector routine oh, I don't know that <laughs> it's, it's not obvious no I don't really care I mean, anymore what, what the uh, what the shtick is I guess right like at some point you must grow out of caring what people think right is that the truth <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess in public, I'd assume right. that's what happens to most people. This becomes expedient to right. handle your needs. Oh yeah, and then you become like the British tourists I met in Mexico. Just gigantic red blob human beings and just not having a care in the world. Yeah. Except for that fantastic view they're always chasing. Right. It's just over the horizon. That's right. <laughs> Keep chasing it. Um, yeah, I had a guy on the podcast the other day talking about how, how coffee is bad for you, and I <laughs> we didn't go fully down the road of the, the caffeinated workplace, but uh, <laughs> we were getting there. That would be great. What was he saying about it? Well, he was talking about how it basically just puts you into like a stress response, like the fight or flight kicks in right he had the name of the I don't know the hormone or the neurotransmitter that kicks in when you when you take it okay and it is kind of true 
you think about it, like you are just like a little tenser. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the caffeine is just railing your friggin' brain. I think like caffeine, if you let it kind of use you, it just brings the shadow out in Jungian terms. <laughs> it is kind of true. So then the next day I'm like, well, I'm gonna monitor this and see. I have like two sips of coffee outside and the neighbor comes out and starts banging his compost bin. I'm like, what the fuck's that guy doing over there? <laughs> it's like, okay. You're right. It's all good if you're in your little bubble and then if something bursts the bubble. Yeah. And you see the shadow. Yeah, I think it might have been Gavin McGinnis that said coffee is for editing. Ah. Uh, yeah. And I've found at least that when I'm in absorbing mode, I want to be as far away from editing mode as possible. Mm. That is true. It becomes acquired neuroses. Right. I can't imagine what it's like for people who, like, without coffee, <laughs> would be, like, in some way neurotic. Like, how could they be neurotic without coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes like this guy I was talking to said that coffee doesn't even improve like cognitive function. No, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, but it's like it's for edit. Like it just kind of makes, makes you go faster. Right. It's just speed. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Maybe it makes it kind of like closes off your peripheries a little bit, like what you focus on. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a myth. Yeah, I think it has kind of a. Like a keyhole effect. Right, that's right. <laughs> it's just another step in this cultural programming thing when you become aware of the fucking... Like, do you remember, maybe you weren't there in grade 10 when that Mr. Smith, that music teacher, was going off about Starbucks? No. Socially acceptable drugs? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and it's like, well, he, fuck, he was right. Who <laughs> was having Starbucks at... In grade 10. Well, that was it. They were like giving, it was like giving gift cards away for Starbucks. Oh, were they really? Yeah. Which is crazy to think about given that to still growing kids. Yeah. I I don't think I had Starbucks from that and I don't think I was at all interested. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I still don't get Tim Hortons. I was at Tim Hortons today and at no point was I like, oh, I gotta get something. No, it's gross. It never, never got me. I tried a tea once and it was just the most burnt thing I've ever tasted. Yeah, everything is burnt that comes out of there. <laughs> yeah. But they stir it with a smile. Yeah. You know? The food is fucking atrocious there. Yeah, I had a soggy apple fritter there. Oh. Never again. I just remember being in the Toronto airport at like 5 in the morning and my traveling partner got this Tim Hortons thing and I honestly just wanted to kill myself. <laughs> Not even kill them, like just kill myself when that exists. Yeah. Well, we need something. It's like, I don't think you need, I think if that's the choice, I'd rather have nothing. Yeah, I feel the same way about about uh, Tim's. I feel the same <clears throat> way about Subway, oh. and McDonald's. Like at that moment, what I want is a piece of fruit. I don't right. want exactly. Maybe probably a ripe vegetable, like a root vegetable or like a pea oh, or something. Exactly. Like a, a carrot and an apple and you'd be good. Yeah. But, no, I, yeah. I just got done eating 20 bucks worth of McDonald's and I don't even know what it got me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking about going back in. I'm like, no, I better just text 
and we better just get this going because I'm gonna go back in there. <laughs> Man. When the hole is big enough, McDonald's is just, it's right there to take your money. Oh yeah, when you're that far gone. See, and they and Subway is almost worse, have like perfected the food that is just so calorie light, like there's nothing to it somehow. Yeah. And it's just loaded with all those agent salts that make you addicted to everything like it. Right. Yeah, I've been, uh, I put some MSG in the vinaigrette I made, so I've been eating okay. a lot of salads and actually craving them now. MSG is great for that. You can just use a little bit and get yourself hooked on something healthy very easily. <laughs> so was MSG one of those things that they were like running a fucking smear campaign on? Yeah. Un unneededly or un, you know. Yeah, they were saying it gives you a headache or whatever. Right. Well, they used to say, oh, MSG's and all that Chinese food. Yeah. It's like, okay, is that bad? <clears throat> they do the same, they do that with everything where they abbreviate it first so that there's like a level of abstraction away. Yeah. Like the conservatives did that with the gay and straight alliances. Right. You want GSAs in your school? <laughs> it's like, ah, what's that? Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't sound very good. It's, <laughs> Must be big and scary. It's abbreviated. <laughs> you want G you want GAYs in your ASS? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I think if I'm doing the math right, uh, I better share this. <clears throat> I know that. <laughs> exactly. GAYs in your ASS. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What was that thing you sent where it was like they're now accepting blood from men who have sex with men after yeah. decades of not? I'm just putting the propaganda right in the epitaph. <laughs> now it's okay. Did you see that they uh, they approved another footbridge project? Oh, where? I forget where. Something like a $41 million project or something. Jesus. On the east or the west? Do you remember? Like the east or the west? Or? I don't remember. That's wild. There's the two they're working on way out east. Okay. Like, wow. Yeah, it seems like at that price they must be making a trail. Like it must be a subdivision or something. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on northeast. But there is a lot of like big projects like industry projects going on up there so yeah maybe they're just making a new subdivision well they're trying to make that trail that basically goes end to end like west to east yeah and they need the bridge to make it complete probably to get some kind of federal fucking grant yeah and we'll get tolls <laughs> yeah exactly we'll get tolls where to go and the tolls with the golf courses won't <laughs> yeah Speaking of. What is in the what's in the water in St. Albert? Because I went out to shoot something there and man, it's a certain level of stuck up out there, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's very interesting. It's a it's a serious The thing is it's quintessential Canada. It's what everybody <laughs> like loves Canada for. Yeah. It's just pure uncut passive aggression. That's all it is. Yeah. 
Because they never say a word, but they just judge you. Yeah, and all, <laughs> but all the fighting is inward for the most part. It's just like mm. family stuff and right. inter-family stuff. Like they just know they're on the right track, so they don't worry about the little people. I can't You're believe placed very quickly in St. Albert. Placed, yeah. yeah. I can't believe you've worked out there for as long as you have and not like lost your mind or like got on a shooting spree. No, I don't think that ever happened. I actually no. like it there. It's got a membership to service place. Oh, you like where you've been placed, then I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in service place. It's fine. Like it can be completely yeah. impersonal. Right. Except yeah, people say hi to you. That's kind of it. Is it? Is this like an impersonal? That's the thing. People say hi to you, though. There. Like if this was St. Albert, we would have said hi to everybody <laughs> that walked by. Hi there. And they would have had the the pandemic fear in their eyes. Is this, is this okay? Is this okay? This guy comes into the... Can you do this? <laughs> this guy comes into the edit suite and he's like, Here, let me show you something. I'll take your mouse. Don't worry, I'll wash it after. <laughs> like, you don't have to... What, are you going to go wipe the fucking mouse? Spits on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> there, you there you go. Spit shine for you, bud. There you go. <laughs> Spit shine for you, bye. <laughs> Gives you a handshake and say, what? Like, uh, yeah, I've been in real retro mode with the music. Nice. So I just put on some vintage summer music. I'm listening to some Bing Crosby and oh, nice. Nat King Cole. Damn. Some movie from some soundtracks to movies I will never <laughs> know the names of. <laughs> with starring and made by people who have been long dead for like 50 years. You're getting into the kitsch mode then. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing because it's the same, like, <laughs> it's the same perversions and, like, <laughs> curiosities that are plaguing culture at, right. at, in the modern day. I guess it's just, I don't know, they, they really pegged the meter with, like, the technology they had. Right. It was before they realized when they could, like, um, cut the drugs, so to speak. Huh. How so? Well, it was just like, there was only so many people, so the best players were on the things that you heard. There wasn't wow. like a big indie scene that was being underserved. Gotcha. Purposely. Of course, there were like, there was live music. So anyways, the live music was directly on, on wax, basically. Right. There was like, that separation. Like all that stuff up to a certain point was just like off the floor, so to speak, like just done live. Yeah, like just in a room and they strategically placed the mics and they just did it. Tried to do it in as few takes as possible. It was That's just great. raw. That's great. <laughs> just get Frank Sinatra in there. Dean Martin just drunk. Yeah, like that Motown stuff was just done in a house. A lot really? of it. Yeah, it was just like a repurposed house. That, to me, now isn't there a certain like romanticism about doing it that way, where it's like whatever existed was what we got. We didn't create this thing, this third party. Yeah, for sure. I, it's just attractive to me because it's gone so far into the you can't get into the industry unless you right. get your your stuff done squeaky clean. The expectations are that way, and everybody's kind of facing in that direction. 
Yeah, that's a shame. In the mainstream, at least. It's just, I don't really feel like there needs to be an indie stream because it, it seems like that's just a, a meme. Well, yeah, it's kind of, a, I mean, it kind of is like the Wigger dialect, isn't it? The indie scene. Yeah. Like, we are indie. Yeah, everybody's indie. Right. I heard, I've been listening to, like, deep cuts from just various artists, and people, people are just, like, just searching. There, there's some hilarious choices that people make. <laughs> or the industry makes, or record labels make. Right. And it just looks like a lot of fun. Like, even in those names you were mentioning, where it's, like, guys that are, like, the pre-60s stuff, or are you talking more recently? Or? Well, there's certainly that there. There's stuff that nobody these days would ever do. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much... Well, it's the kitsch. The yeah, kitsch thing. totally. Like, just acting like you're in a, a musical, just reacting to cartoons that oh, are on fuck. the screen, but you can't actually see. That is wild. There's a bit of that, like, annoying actory type of stuff, but... Not as much as I mm. assumed, thankfully, or else that would have been painful. <laughs> I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like they all—they gotta fill out the, the content length. You know, it's like to make a record, you have to have X amount of songs. They're not all gonna be gems. Yeah, for sure. Might as well try something. But yeah, I was just. I've been thinking about how you kind of formulize things that aren't exactly within a standard set. Mm, yeah. Kind of creating new sets. Right. I was thinking about how I was using the AI and what you were saying with like the video things you're doing, like how people can branch out kind of economically. Mm. And there's something to like having a limited set of uh, of rules or like a style guide or something that mm -hmm. seems to be a good policy to kind of guide you forward. I think if it's if it's like an internal guide, yeah, that you can just choose at any moment to disregard. Yeah, I'm thinking like a living one. Oh yeah, like a living yeah. style guide, kind of like a fallback option, so you don't have to go back to the orthodoxy. Right. Right. You ever want to go all the way back to the orthodoxy? Yeah. I mean, I guess everything you create should build on the style guide. The style guide is like the oeuvre, in a way. I think that's actually what happens, and I don't think there's actually an orthodoxy. Right. No, that could be. Unless you're talking about people who are just obviously copying, but I don't really count them. Hmm. Well, yeah, because that, that almost doesn't count. You're right. It's like you're just a fucking... You're just like a, I don't know, a mirror in a way. Instead yeah, of a like, node. I completely disregard covers when I'm considering music and art as a whole. Um, I kind of just see that as an exercise more than anything. Yeah. In the way that you go to a, a gallery and you look at the studies, they're like hidden away in the corner or whatever. Right. It's more for the people who are doing it than the wider audience. Unless they're really... I don't know, like, who can you think of that has a giant audience and people are, like, very into how they do things? Yeah. In any medium. A giant audience and people enjoy how, the, and people are into how they do things. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that because CBC forced on me today a radio program about Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. And they talked about All Along the Watchtower being a cover. Oh, okay. And it got me thinking about 
like I would say, at least in the past, like Bob Dylan had a cult following like that. Like if you want a Bob Dylan tab, there is like, it's like here's the version from the 85 Shot of Love tour, but here's the album version. Here's right. this, here's that. It's like, motherfucker, why did you do this? <laughs> why did you tab out 10 versions of the same song based on obscure bootlegs? Yeah, that's Because crazy. you must, you must just love the music or something. Yeah, is it, is, Bob Dylan's guitar playing that intricate and like not at all. It's just <laughs> it's like he put the capo on the four here because he was hammered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are they just tabbing out cowboy chords and all the like just the same thing? Yeah, it's more or less that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he was. Yeah, exactly right. He cowboy chords in different keys, basically. I mean, maybe with some. I mean, a lot of it too is like the lyrical. You know, he didn't know what the fuck he was saying from one night to the next on some of those songs. Right. Yeah, there's something about, like, the obligation to ramble with the folk scene. Mm. Right. I guess when it becomes a scene. Right. But it could come from just people being bored and just the, the liminal time that you mm -hmm. spend with people. Trying to turn that into art. That's interesting. There's something about that that intrigued me it was like when a when a thing became a scene and when like a band lived together or like in the French New Wave those movies like all those people lived and worked very close to each other and wrote in the same magazines together and like went to coffee shops together. Yeah, there's a kind of also romanticism about that. Oh yeah, for sure. And they'd hire a bunch of fucking immigrants and go like to crew their movies and go do it. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I assume so. <laughs> yeah, those kinds of scenes pop up everywhere. I don't know how much of that is just like the effect of there being an industry there or if that's the, the culture of the city. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, French New Wave. It's, France is a very broad country. It's true. Like, it's... It was barely a country at that point, too. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. And really, it was like a, a, a certain neighborhood on one side of the river yeah. in, in Paris that was, yeah, exactly. How fucking, how, uh, how presumptuous to call yourself that. I do have the desire to like try to manufacture that into <laughs> happening. Oh, sure. I think it would be fun just to, do what we're doing on this podcast basically just acting like mm -hmm. know-it-alls <laughs> basically it spouting some facts string some sentences together yeah it could be but I wonder if it's impossible now because everything's so like atomized is the word because of the digital world yeah you know well, like the scene does exist but it's shitty because it's online yeah might have to turn it turn something into a metaverse trap <laughs> just like a hurt heard people in just have a some kind of like filial relationship with a bunch of people we barely see <laughs> outside of strict context yeah I think uh, unfortunately that probably is it is like yeah the scenes going down in the metaverse and like we're the puppet masters well that's what all this college stuff kind of taking over is it's a bunch of people at institutions right locked into their debt and their chance to get a degree in one small community. 
for nine months out of the year right for decades and generations and then it comes up with the liberal world order as it is right now <laughs> you know that's still so funny to me how like in 2017 some of those like you know intellectual dark web guys were like you better watch out and everyone's like no no it's a boogeyman and now it's like oh fuck yeah or alex jones <laughs> yeah in like 2009 right <laughs> yeah exactly we're like so many unnamed radio people right who were like because you, you imagine that kind of talk radio was like a national thing in America before Alex Jones was the only right. or one of three names in it. You would just get a slightly more watered down version of that on public airwaves. Yeah, just like slower because it was based on newspapers or whatever, right? I even saw a quote from Cormac McCarthy in like 1992 when he was saying essentially the same thing about like whatever you want to call it nowadays, socialism progressivism victim victim mentality and all that shit yeah but you gotta think like all the horror producers they must understand it fairly well if they're able to produce horror that compels people to watch fuck I guess so cause they're like they're right there in terms of the the sleight of hand yeah see that's freaky that there's a there's a class of people who are just like playing it out and then there's a class of people who are like manipulating the culture yeah through art I don't know if I've seen enough horror movies to really know yeah I don't know either that's not what I'm here for <laughs> no I know I've gotten so far away from consuming anything these days it's kind of nice yeah people are saying all this shit have you seen this this and this it's like no I have not seen any of that shit. At this point, I know what I like and I know how to get it. It's not like I'm in a stagnant place where I'm only consuming old things. Right. That's good. Now I just got into a zone. Well, when you yourself become the source of so much creation and fucking, you know, idea work, it's like much rather, it's much more fulfilling. Yeah. Like, I, I never play the blues anymore, and I almost never play covers. And I play guitar and sing every day. Yeah. It's a great feeling. It is. Like, I, just before this, I pulled up a song I forgot I wrote. And it was just one of the AI ones, so it didn't have, like, a lot of deep lore in it. But it was, right. uh, was something that I, I had basically taken a piece of one of my oldest songs and turned it into something new using the AI. Nice. So it sounded like me. Right. But I had forgotten that I, because I had edited it and stuff. Right. But it wasn't my original kernel of an idea. It was just my edit. Huh. Something that barely exists. <laughs> that's... See, now that's another level of shit. That could be seen as, like, using artificial intelligence for good. <laughs> like abstract your own ideas into a web of more ideas <laughs> like it is that meme of the guy playing chess with his own brain yeah in a really certain is. sense yeah <laughs> I haven't watched it yet but I I saw that well I watched the intro uh, um, Lex Friedman interviewed <laughs> Grimes 
Oh, really? She's basically talking about how humans are fish, or technically now are huh. linked with machines, and the computer is the, the frontier that everybody's ignoring. Right. It makes all other technologies possible to, uh, to expand. Right. I don't know about that, I but so. well, I certainly think the, the technology has helped with creative processes. I'm not sure that it's computers or if it's something else. Because mm. machines were very, like, it's, it's like a, a three thing. It's like machines, humans, and technology right. are kind of linking together. Technology, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting take. Or, because I guess they're all technology. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Way. But there's like the physical machine itself and what it does, and then there's like how we interface with it. Yeah. Anyways, I, I don't preoccupy, preoccupy myself with thinking about those things, but... So that's the other thing, is like, there's all of these fucking podcasts and all this discussion, and it's like, it, it is masturbatory in a certain sense, and it's like, just how, how much do you need to gratify yourself by trying to understand other people's ideas? Yeah. Like, a certain amount, I guess, but I... Uh... Also, is there a way we, we can not do those stairs? I don't want to do them. Yeah, we could, uh, we could just get on this little blue bridge. And oh, just... I've never been there. Oh, there you go. That's it right there. Yeah, because those stairs fucking are horrible. Yeah. Especially with a couple cheeseburgers in you. I thought it was going to feel colder, but... Pretty nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> I had the first fast in maybe six months the other day. Okay. And it was one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. How long did you go? Um, it was a day and a half. Okay. Nice. 36? Yeah. Or so. Nice. Yeah, it felt great. There was no pain. But for some reason, I just started eating again. <laughs> like, it just... Yeah. I just went back in. And I felt like crap. That's the thing. We were talking about that last time, right? It's like... You can get to a place where it's like, there's a lot of internal fuel, like, in the reserves. Yeah. I think I'll just double up on the electrolytes and just yeah, just make it happen. Cause I felt great. You don't get any like neuroses or any like mental. No. I'm not eating. I generally just don't have those. Yeah, I guess you're not really that. Yeah, I don't really think about it. The only time it like creeps in is when I'm like sleeping, and it's like mm. I'm just thinking about things in my life. I'm like, what am I missing? Oh yeah, I didn't eat. <laughs> right, well, that's I, all. Oh, this yeah, is. I didn't eat. It just comes up. But it's not uh, it's not pervasive. I'm not like right kept up at night by it. Well I guess you could say you've how would you put it? Cleaned your room in a certain sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean if the room is the internal yeah. part of the donut, yeah. I think that's it. Like having just a pure elimination and then just nothing for a day. Right. It's a good feeling. You don't necessarily feel strong, though. No, you don't. At all. You're kind of in, like, flight mode. Yeah. Like, fighting would not be an option. 
I'd be like, I could run really fast because I'm pretty fucking light right now. Yeah. I feel like you have to live a different life in that situation. Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't, man. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Because I did four straight, like 22, 23 plus fast last week. Oh, yeah. Just because there was four hockey games, and then I would just come home and not eat. Right. So it worked out. But then, like, by the end, like, I would just, I'm like, why am I anxious? Like, right. I must be low on something. Well, were you also drinking coffee? Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. There <laughs> you go. If you don't drink the coffee, I think you'll be fine. I, yeah, I guess that's it. I think I'm going to start working on, like, breaking the coffee habit this summer. And then my stupid brain this morning was like, maybe a little bit of weed would help that transition. It's like, I don't know. I do think they they kind of do opposite things, yeah. so it can be. I don't know. I I generally only do weed, like, once everything I need to do is done. Right. That's good. And sometimes <laughs> it's very early in the day. <laughs> Other times I'll just, like, be busy and not think about it mm. until, like, it's too late. And then I just go to bed. Right. And I'm like, oh, I didn't. Didn't need it. I definitely never need it. No, you don't need it. I just like it, and it's fairly harmless. Right. Except for the the fatness, the estrogen. Oh, does it do that? Yeah. It's one of the gives one of the major you, things about it. Gives you the gyno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gyno activates your anima, so you can be a whole being. But unfortunately, <laughs> we're not we're not in a society for whole beings. <laughs> no, definitely not. God damn, that's a good one. Gynos and gyros, that's life on weed, hey? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah I treated myself to an ounce for my birthday. Ooh, nice. It's just, a, it's just a way to be. <laughs> it's a way to be. The vaporizing, honestly, is like a completely different experience yeah. than smoking it. And I feel like it's less of a, less of a hit, no pun intended. And then <laughs> I never get like the couch lock thing or mm. any kind of kind of addlements that are associated with it. Yeah, I, I believe that. There's something about smoking that makes it like a dirty, a dirty kind of high. There's something about it that just makes me want to live life. <laughs> That's awesome. Makes me want to live. I've always had that feeling, but the, I guess the cushions, the ones that put you on the couch, yeah, yeah. it's just, it feels like I'm being like sat on by life. Right. And that, and then I still want to live. Right. It's like choking the life out of you and not letting you move. Yeah. So you go more for the sativas then? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, pretty hard line on that. Yeah. So that other bridge has all the stuff under the under the bridge, right? All the decorations and all that. That one that we went out to? Yeah. Last, yeah. And this is the like the same palette. Yeah. Why didn't they do it here? Yeah. Why didn't it happen naturally here? Wow. It, it definitely wasn't natural out of that one. That one was like the biggest exercise in how woke can we be. Yeah. Not woke enough to replicate the natural patterns of people. No. Turns out. It has sort of like a... I don't know what the word is. Sterility. Yeah. Sterility. I was going to say like... Scattershot. It's just like here's every image we could think of. Yeah. With very with like 
purposely no unity. Yeah, evolutionary. Right. Yeah, you think it could? You think it could have a kind of? It could tell a story from one end to the other. Yeah. It certainly could try to, but it's just trying to speak every language. Right. Okay. Whatever. Maybe it'll grow over the years. Maybe it needs to have a relationship with the people for a while. Could be. Yeah, oh, I, um, I contacted that painting lab company painting lab. there for a comparative mirror so I can paint a Vermeer. What's that? Have you ever seen Tim's Vermeer? No, uh, Vermeer. It's a movie that was produced by Penn and Teller, and he, they uh, interviewed this guy who endeavored to figure out how Vermeer made his painting so vivid. Okay. So he figured out a way to do it. We don't know if it's actually Vermeer's way. Okay. But um, it's basically you position a mirror at a 45 degree angle to an image. I'm gonna go up. And then it uh, projects down onto your page. And then uh. you can just directly, um, pretty much just, like you have the mirror in the middle of your, your, your view and it's yeah. reflecting the image so it just like it's like it projects it onto the paper so then you can paint or draw or whatever over it and it perfectly if you're doing it right it matches up perfectly jump on this trail there it takes it with the uh, with the lines that's pretty cool so yeah. so you bought a mirror or you're buying a mirror yeah i've got one on the way from uh so yeah, the, the guy who discovered that was like this tech genius guy. Okay. Um, and then a couple years later, a, a guy from England decided to take the project on and start using it to teach um, students art. So okay. he has like all these images of people painting their first picture. And it's like very good copies. It's like, it's almost better than tracing because it looks like the person painted it. That's pretty wild, man. Yeah. It, it projects the image downward yeah onto your page <laughs> well it projects the image onto the onto the mirror onto the mirror then you look down at the page and the there's just a square of the image that's there you can change your angle and you can see the whole plane just through the mirror it's like oh. having a mirror as a camera holy hell I never I missed the boat on all this I never heard of any of this yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know how I didn't know about it, but I uh, I rented Tim's Vermeer. I watched it, and I looked on YouTube, and I found that some people had done, like, DIY things. Oh, okay. And I bought one off Etsy. It's on its way. Um, but then the YouTube algorithm just fed me this whole, like, project and company based on the movie. And they're giving away free ones because it seems like they're trying to, like, do market research on it. Okay. So I just paid for the shipping and handling for one. He has like instructions on how to build a plywood setup so you can always have that angle per, uh, correct for your oh, pictures. Okay. And you can also put it up so you can put it on the wall and shit. Um, so that means you can like make a grid and make really big um, paintings. So what's going to be the subject of your first painting? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I kind of want to do a self-portrait. Nice. Uh, I mean, that's kind of it. But, um, you have to have another fucking mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to do it off of a, a picture. Okay. That's the only. Okay. It's the only uh, hang up with it. Right. But I assume it would help, because I've never been able to like connect my hand and my eye 
right. in that way. Yeah, me neither. I can connect my hand to my ears really easily, mm. but not my eye, which is like, I, I drew pictures before I started playing music and it was mm. the thing I assumed I was going to do, my, like spend my life doing, but I just never developed. Huh. So this is kind of the last shot at it. <laughs> Busting out the big guns. Yeah. Hopefully it works. Seems pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty wild. I'll have to look some of that up to get a better idea. Yeah. I remember I was at the Getty Museum and I got up real close to some um, impressionist paintings and mm. all those plain air things where they were like just banking on the light staying the same for long enough so they can get the idea out. Right. It was just so raw. Mm. And that was the first time I had like felt emotional seeing like a picture in any way that wasn't referential. It was just like a church. But I don't have any like connection to churches. It just right. looked like a building that like his failing eyesight and his uh <laughs> and like the failing light were like just trying to fight it out to get the picture out. It's a very uh I think it's an underrated period in painting. Impressionism. Yeah. Who were some of those? Uh, Manet. Right. Um, Van Gogh, maybe? No. I, I don't know. I'm not good with no, those. It doesn't matter. I was just curious. I'm not good with Shirk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's the best at it, though? <laughs> I want to know who that was, and then I'll buy the t-shirt. There's the thing about it, because it's just like a painting of a seashore that's just gorgeous, or a painting yeah. of a church, painting of a hay bale in the winter. Right, it's like there's no reason for it to... Right, but that's interesting, though. It's in the struggle of them trying to interpret it that it, it, has, it takes on a life. Yeah, it's kinetic. Right, every, exactly. Every stroke of the paint was like... It was applied by time as much as sure. anything else. It, it just reminds me a lot of music and how it feels when you're trying to perform something, even if it's something mm. that's written. Like, the pictures are so kind of kitschy and plain, but just the, I guess the circumstances and the constraints they put themselves under just made it seem right. almost improvisational. Right. And the it's tough because the with photography for instance like the or architecture like the idea of time is like irrelevant like it's frozen yeah so with painting if you can have motion in a painting or the passage of time in a painting that's pretty fucking wild yeah you can interface with it directly and mm -hmm. i guess photography and film and stuff you can play with time with like scale and scope true. kind of that is true um but it's purely metaphorical it's not Mm. It's not a direct relation. Yeah. But he's just riding through old shanties. <laughs> yeah. We used to come through here, but not anymore. That was a sad day. It was. <laughs> just nothing left. Just because of my face plant into the mud. <laughs> that almost made it better, I think. <laughs> it made it memorable, that's for sure. <laughs> just ass up. Yeah, if you think about, like, what the shanty was in its peak, like, 07, 08, when there was hammocks in a fucking fireplace. I never got to see oh. it in its full glory. I only went a few times when it was like that. It's the type of thing where I put in the same place as the stuff that, like, older kids enjoyed. Right. But there just wasn't enough. Right. It wasn't enough and wasn't enough time for everyone to have it. So they just respect it from a distance. Right. Time was. 
Well, and even like down at the sandy spot in Rio Terrace, there was at one time like a two or three level tree house. Oh. And, but now there's just nothing. That whole part of the bank is actually slumped away almost. Right. But yeah, it's, it was definitely like you go down there and there'd be some older kids and you just kind of bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's a way <coughs> somehow that that can be given to the people again. Mm. The, like the means to produce not so stable uh, platforms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I, I mean, there's that whole whatever we were saying, like the git dialectic of like, oh, people don't do that anymore. Right. Like, well, they might. I mean, they certainly still would be inclined to. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the people, or is this just the people exactly. you know? Nobody in the 50s was fat. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Have you seen Goodfellas? So unfat yourself by subscribing exactly. to my email. Exactly right. Let me fatten you up. <laughs> fatten you up with my ideas. <laughs> so fatten yourself. Fatten your inbox. Yeah. Man, I, uh, it's my hot throbbing emails. Yeah. <laughs> and then just a bunch of guys sign up. It's very funny <laughs> because they're using the same, the same stuff that like men's or gentlemen's magazines <coughs> used to do. Yeah. Or it's like a little ad in the back to like buy pheromones from it or whatever. Yeah. I can Except they don't have to put a girl on the cover now. <laughs> it's horrible. No, they literally put the fucking avatar of the guy that you're falling in love with. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite hilarious. The dead giveaway, like I said before, is that they never actually give you any like lovemaking tips or how to like fuck a woman. Right. <laughs> even in the, in the even in the four hour body, Tim Ferriss had a whole chapter on how to finger pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how to like do it. Here's the eighty twenty way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Here's the medium effect of dose. Like you're pretty much guaranteed to get it to go. Right. None of these guys. It's like <clears throat> <laughs> that that chapter is so weird because it was just like <coughs> you can tell he was trying not to personalize it but right taking the personal out of it just made it so weird mechanical yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't a doctor about it right right <laughs> it was like a very weird place to be yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny I feel like not many people must have known about that chapter because wouldn't he have been like canceled? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I remember uh, I had found or I had bought that book. I enjoyed it. I didn't know about that chapter. Right. And then like soon after I had bought it, it had come through a, a thrift store I was frequenting. Okay. And I just gave it to my mom. Oh shit. Because I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it had some good stuff in it. But right. I, then I later like realized that chapter was in it. But <laughs> Whatever. Man, I ate some things. Literally some everything has that type. Like, Disney movies yeah. have that shit. It is true. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Disney. I ate some recipes concocted out of that book and had just the worst gas of my life for months. Oh, yeah. Something was wrong with the food stuff in there. I don't know what he's made of, but... Like all the slow-carb stuff? Yeah. Like lentils, beans. But I think... Hey, you were supposed to do it enough that your gut biome would like change, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because I ate red lentils the other day and I just, I, it was a nightmare for about 24 hours after. Yeah. They will get you. <laughs> <coughs> oh, 
That's what they were cooking up in the Bible and in the Old Testament. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, I don't know. This is just coming out of nowhere, but I think that's what all the spices and the garlic are for, just to like create uh -huh. a cloud of, you don't know what it is, where it's coming right. from. Is it coming out of the pot or is it coming out of my ass? Yeah. <laughs> it smells so good in here. <laughs> the garlic. <laughs> True. Yeah. The garlic is kind of the all-purpose. Yeah, like all the, all the onion stuff, all those foods like <laughs> made a vinaigrette with a bunch of uh, shallot in it and it just oh, okay. keeps getting better by the day. Nice. Because the shallot is just like breaking down further. Yeah. <laughs> shallot. It's become like a sludge. Oh, yeah. Nice to see the river just a flowing. Yeah. Fucking just flowing. <laughs> so nasal. She's, she's fucking just going now. Yeah, she's going. Eat your food. <laughs> Get your going. <laughs> oh man, one of the best ever was working on a transcribing some interviews that they when they were building the arena and this guy from PCL, he's kind of miming out how this part of the concourse is gonna be. Yeah. You just come over here, grab your beer, then you go over here, you grab your <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what word is that? <laughs> Gratcher? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like grab, get, and got all yeah, in one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> grab, get, and got. He was living in multiple fucking tenses and and time <laughs> time scales on that one. He may have been a genius. Could be. Could be. Some kind of savant. Some time savant. <laughs> That's like the next uh, Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> time savant. Just the government trying to parse the fuck <laughs> one of those guys was doing when he somehow totally scammed the government out of a I don't know the settlement <laughs> what's a gratcher what the it's just a, the muddiest fucking dialogue tracks you've ever heard in a movie <laughs> gratcher <laughs> did you ever see Tenet I don't think I ever did I did it was interesting it okay. was it felt like an exercise <laughs> more uh, than a movie an exercise like on you, on you as the viewer's part? Yeah, I mean I got it. And it was, it was romantic enough to be invested in for the length of it. Mm. And it was interesting enough to enjoy it. It was almost too good. Yeah. But also like bad just because it, it had too much good stuff in it. <laughs> the bad stuff balances out the good stuff. <laughs> Things that are great are mid. <laughs> because they have a bunch of crap in them. Right. That are just kind of great for being what they are, but not necessarily for serving the whole package. Right. But other people have different opinions on that. Well, I, there's something to that. I mean, I think that's, to, to look at it as a balance is probably right. It's like, you can have a, a bunch of great shit, but if you, you know, <laughs> if it's built around a crappy idea or there's crap in between the crannies and nooks and crannies, but it's not good. That's true. This is 
is wild. I've never been on this path. Oh, really? Never, not once. This is a gooder. Nice and low. Yeah. Saved us from having to do that horrific trek up the stairs and across the high-level bridge. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can't hear anybody or hear yourself. Getting run over by bicyclists. The most entitled class of people in the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Much better. Good to see the chivalry is not dead. In some cases. <laughs> I don't know. Walking it's, in front of her, wasn't that? It's funny to watch it because there's, <laughs> there's some like pairings where it'll just, it's almost like they're like pushing the person into you. <laughs> right. Take my wife. Get me out of here. <laughs> I thought the park walk would be cute. Yeah. What is cute, man? Yeah, man. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange time to be a human. It really is. It really makes me want to travel to places and just be around as many different people as possible mm. to just figure out what's going on. Might be a good idea because this culture can only teach you so much. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't learned it yet. I think I get it. Yeah. Especially like with the however many waves of the pandemic. Right. You seem to be encountering the same type of people over and over. Yeah. unintelligent and even the intelligent ones are way too easy to easily like sold on shit you know yeah I guess I, I, I more I more think that like the landscape is kind of shaping people into mm. I guess ways of being that I'm well acquainted with fair ways of being yeah so then it's wild to think that there's like another way of being out there on some other shore you know yeah I certainly don't know I, I don't know I, I don't know what I can say about intelligence no, I, everything about that is kind of been flipped on its head by not being in school pretty much right yeah I mean it's I grew up thinking that being smart <laughs> is remembering things <laughs> true enough you remember you remember it and you, and you said spelled it. it correctly and you're a good boy and Mr. Appleby gives you an eight. <laughs> At no point was I... I, made, I think for one year I cared about grades because I was getting paid to care about grades. And I just pegged the meter on all the fucking grades. <laughs> and then I just, like, coasted yeah. every other year in school and wondered why I had to be in school. I honestly think I just had such a poor diet and beat off so much that I was so dumb. Who's that too? Like, I think I really sewered myself for just, a lot of years. <laughs> just so distracted by the absolute <laughs> wrong things. It's true. Just like pounding Oreos and beating off. It's like, what do you mean he's not doing well in math? His <laughs> brain is not... Like, he's retarded. <laughs> Someone should have just said that to me. Yeah, I realized once when I... I had to repeat... Uh, only one course in school and it was uh math 30. oh yeah and just like it's because i had a morning course and my brain just didn't work 
Right. I could not yeah. absorb things. And I, that's the first time I looked at my life and I was like, right. you're doing this to yourself. Well, I was listening to Radiohead telling me I did it to myself. You're right. At least you had that realization then. You <laughs> yeah, and I just went into it. <laughs> because I assumed that was the thing to do because I was listening to Radiohead telling me I did it to myself. Well, yeah. It seemed to work out for them. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, so much of their music was like, it was like they were crying on your behalf for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't cry very much. No. It's not what I heard out of it. Oh, no? I never listened to enough of it. I don't think it really matters. <clears throat> no, it really doesn't. There's so much goddamn music out there. <laughs> Nobody ever needs to listen to critics about anything. No, There's absolutely So much not. goddamn music. Criticism is like the most midwit thing you could ever imagine. It really is. Like, it is nice to be aware of that. It's like, just to shake loose that. That's why I like just having shitty takes just in person. Right. Because, like, I didn't fucking research this goddamn take I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> making right now. I'm not making a political or cultural no. statement. I'm just fucking saying something. Mainly because I'm responding to whatever I ate or what time it is or what day it is. Right. Oh, exactly. Like, whatever I just said about Radiohead, I think I could name three Radiohead songs. I have no idea anything about them. Yeah, you just say that shit. <laughs> I assume they're crying. Just speak that shit out. <laughs> and if it's wrong, well, who says it's wrong? It's like there's no one here to say anything. That's the best part. <laughs> no, it's it's their, it's the critic who loves them the most. Yeah, exactly. There's no, like, no, what band has a favorite critic? <laughs> yeah, there's no critic hall of fame, right? Oh, you just gave us so many tens that he's our favorite. Right. We're getting backstage whenever we can. <laughs> yeah. We love to hear his opinions on our hard work. Certainly within the industry, there's people like that. <laughs> just the, the person who greases the wheels and gets you oh, funding. But in like, <clears throat> I don't know, what they call civilian life, it doesn't make any fucking sense no. to be a critical type of person. <laughs> Like why don't you fucking? Or where it's like they're, it's like you're taking the person's craft more seriously, not than them, but like you're taking it way more seriously than you even take yourself. Yeah. It's like the way they play that guitar was just like. Well, <laughs> your opinion is one of millions opinions of right. opinions for the bigger acts, and any of those would be valid as its own cosmology. Right. But that's why the grift of like the institution was like such a boomer hallmark. Like, wow, he writes for Rolling Stone, so his opinion is somehow worth something. Yeah, for sure. It's like Rolling Stone's a bunch of fucking perverts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what every institution is. Right. It's where they keep them. Right. It's like exactly. We've been through all this. It's a bunch of fucking perverts. Like, just because it's not the Catholic Church doesn't mean <laughs> that people are just like making do with what they are in society. It's like, you get more than two people together in a group, someone's a pervert. Like, someone's necessarily <laughs> perverting the other one. Yeah, so how about you give them some meaningful work, not something that they can just, like, half-ass right. with a fucking AI algorithm so they have extra time to be a pervert. <laughs> give them a fucking shovel or something. That's very communist of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> but <laughs> I really think there's something to uh, 
some people having to suffer the Protestant uh, <laughs> values. Right. And the Protestant, because you've been using that a little bit, it's like a watered-down version of the orthodoxy. Yeah. Yeah. Just enough to, to keep a competing number of people in it so the Catholics don't have all the glory. That's quite funny. That's a great, well, that's the great thing about like getting receipts and all the like it's just skating on the surface of of culture and it, like greases the wheels and you just like just glide through all the the things that parents and acquaintances are worrying about categorize them and move on with your life right maybe have a laugh in between well yeah try and make a little time to laugh about just it utterly disrespect people's misfortunes <laughs> Utterly disrespecting people's misfortune. That's why the L's accounts keep getting um, <laughs> canceled. Is the people that figured it out are the ones who are laughing at the liberals. <laughs> so, some of those are so fucking good. Like those people have been crying for fucking five years. I know. Just salt, like just one long week. Salty tears. I know. After generations of it, getting nothing out of it but like <laughs> the acceptance of the person nearest them. Right, it's like it hasn't, it hasn't, like, is that, that's no foundation to build anything on. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like the, I don't know if it's a dialectic or not, but like, the, if you just, dialectic, you know, if you just X, then the utopia would be here. Yeah. You know, if you just, if you would just, <clears throat> if you would just see things my way. <laughs> If you would just let the kids cut their dicks off. <laughs> then we wouldn't have to investigate why they want to. <laughs> right. Exactly right. Gotta progress. You gotta move forward. Get past it. This is progress. Who cares about their third grade teacher? He's a nice guy. He liked Disney. He had Lion King on his poster and he knew how to say the African words. <laughs> That's progress. That's decol you know, decolonizing the mind right there. Yeah. It's undoing the program. You're <laughs> not speaking the hateful English words. <laughs> it just <laughs> rolls <laughs> off your tongue, your, your white tongue. Your white tongue. It's when you know you've made progress. This is like, <laughs> this is what the fucking eighth grade teacher is telling to his student after class. <laughs> <laughs> in between the hushes. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. And we're not addressing that. <laughs> is always my point when I bring up these jokes. No. We're not doing anything about it. <laughs> well, I don't have the opportunity to if no, I did. I don't know how you would. I mean, I'd have to make an amendment to the second. I guess, I, I guess I'm never sure because you see all that stuff playing out on Twitter mostly. It's like, well, how much of that is happening like in a proximity to me? Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never done the search for like offenders nearby. <laughs> that is a thing. It is. And I, I don't really <laughs> know. But I just, I, like, I can see it pretty much. I can see a school from my house. It's like, is there a teacher in there with a fucking mohawk using, the, using MX instead of MR? Yeah, like, man. Like telling kids... If I had it, like, 
at any point when I have kids, I'm going to know every single person that's in their life. Yeah, exactly. I certainly think that my my parents did do that as well. So I think it's a you, you got to be in some ways safe about it. Well, that's a good point. It's like it's more of an, it's more of an indictment on like the family than it is of the schools. Like yeah. the school, of course. Like, any, like we just said, any institution's full of perverts. So if you're just going to let your kids go to school. Yeah. And not have ever met their teacher. Especially when a lot of these people wouldn't even allow them to walk to a corner store, but they're going, they're locking them into a building <laughs> with just whatever <laughs> people. wacko. Yeah. Yeah. Some dope with a four-year degree. Oh, man. Just from, just from working in public service and just knowing the range <laughs> of people that you get in it, I, I really want to homeschool. I really yeah. want to, like, live in a community where, it, like, whatever kids I have can be outside and only just the absolute chance happenings can be <laughs> uh, be allowed like, and minimized, really. So we could go up and cross Grove Bridge, or we could, I mean, we could keep going to Horlack. I'm, I mean, I'm feeling good. I feel pretty good. Yeah. We've only got an hour on tape, so. Oh, that was a quick loop. Yeah. We can merge the two loops. That's way faster going that way, hey? Oh, yeah, for sure. Big difference. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it though. Didn't really. And the <laughs> your dick's a good size. <laughs> You're not sh frozen to the point of fucking <laughs> like last time we were done. <laughs> yeah, just a, a one-dimensional <laughs> sure. opening. Paper Mario. Just a point in space. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling very millennial lately where like, mm. I feel like there's too many options and there's not enough time, but right. also there's too much time and not enough options all at once. Mm, that's a millennial way to be. <laughs> there's not enough time and there's too many options. Wait a minute, no, no, no. What the fuck am I supposed to do? There's nothing left. Yeah, like this year is just breezed past. I feel like I've done nothing, but then I like actually take the time to look at the things I work on every day, and I have so much right that I then think, oh, I don't have enough time to work on all of it. And it's just over and over and over and over. That's very uh, astute. It's weird how that works. Keeping a daily journal and then going back and reading it. Oh yeah. Like at this time of year when I'm doing taxes, I read back on some of the shit. Right. Like, look at all this shit that I did. Yeah. And some of it amounted to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it. Yeah, I've just been like finally just collecting my dreams into one area of my uh, my online notebook. Nice. And it's just I've collected almost four years of them now. And there's some of them where yeah. it's like a couple of years later and I just remember them vividly. <laughs> Fuck. It's nuts. Yeah, and it's like where did that come from and where did it go? Yeah. Like you dreamed it and then what happened to it? Yeah, like last night I had <laughs> I worked two shifts of work and I had like two other like legitimate lucid dreams as well. In the dream you work two shifts? Yeah. <laughs> when I have work dreams I, I'm fucking all in. <laughs> I've been at my job like 14 years but in reality I've been there for like 50. Holy God. <laughs> this is from all the work dreams I've had. That is... See I remember you saying that once before and it just sounded so horrible to just like oh, live yeah. <laughs> But you can't wake up? You can't, like, actively wake yourself up? I don't worry about it. Yeah. 
just whatever. I just live my life inside and outside of sleep. You don't fight it, eh? Just go with the flow. Like, it feels like, just because the dream is so long, it's it feels like I've been awake for a week. <laughs> just <laughs> between going to bed last night and being here now. It's like that scene where they go back to the spaceship in uh, Interstellar and the guy's been alone for like 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man, we were only down there for two minutes. I've been waiting for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know, it helps with processing things and it kind of helps, I guess, to not be a neurotic. Because a lot of neuroticism is playing things out in your head that will yes. never happen. Totally. I always get that shit out in my dreams where I don't have emotions. That's nice. Because certain parts of your brain can't understand the difference between it happening and not happening. Yeah. It's like, am I experiencing it or am I thinking it? Well, it actually doesn't matter yeah. to, the, to the fucking lizard brain, so to speak. Yeah, I think it was Tim Ferriss who had said that he did it to, like, train in wrestling. But I find just, like, living life in a dream is a great way to enjoy real life better. Mm. Makes sense. I mean, you get more life experience. <laughs> yeah. Get more bang for your buck. I feel mentally, like, old as hell. Right. But I think I'm wiser for it. Mm-hmm. Probably. You have to be. But, like, and also, some of, like, the music stuff that happens in my dreams is so out of this world. Yeah. Are you then able to recreate it, or...? Um, I've had a few successes, yeah. Nice. It's not consistent. I'd like to get better at it. It's part of the reason why I'm collecting all the... all the stuff. Right. All the, uh, all the dreams and all the sketches and all that. So I have a good, good idea of what is me and what is received from outside. Right. And then, I don't know, maybe the AI will meet the technology and it'll all come together and touch my giant <laughs> pile of collected shit and then it'll all just like start springing out of this live formed art <laughs> and my hands will just be stripped to the bone. <laughs> As I produce them. It's a hell of an image. Have a Mozart period. It's like the shit literally hitting the fan and your fingers are the fan. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to happen <laughs> at some point. The fan hitting the shit. <laughs> yeah, the fan hitting the shit. It sounds like a jackass sketch. <laughs> totally. Oh, jackass. This is the fan hitting the shit. Okay, let's go. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they have like those uh, dental guards to keep your mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see where that's going. Of course, they're all in Speedos. Right. Just covered in shit, just puking on each other. Oh. Yeah, there's like a big pile of cow shit or something, and there's like a fan on some kind of like rolling platform. Yeah. <laughs> Rab himself gets the biggest piece and it's stuck in his oh. mouth. Fuck. He has to puke it to get it off in the mouth. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Remember how Bam Margera just lost his mind? Yeah, have you heard those come towns yet? Yeah, he finally did. Oh, that's so great. What a great time in the world. Oh, yeah, so bizarre. 
Like, what the hell was that? You know, like, it seems so right that he would be on Comptown. Right. But then you realize, like, where he is in his life. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. Yeah, he's, like, days yeah. away from a mental breakdown. Yeah. And he never really recovered, did he, from that? That was, like, two no. years ago. Yeah, it seems like it. it. I think it's just, like, who he is now. Right. A fucking well, just fucking did himself in with the drugs and alcohol. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seen it happen. I didn't even think that that episode was that good. It was just the fact that he right after that lost his mind that made it good. It's the Gene DiNapoli thing that yeah. makes it good. <laughs> yeah, right. It like redeems the whole it thing. It just comes into the end. Like in all of that furore, there was a great interview with Gene DiNapoli. That like nobody was talking about because Bam was such a mess. That's, that's probably like the best guest appearance on all yes, the come down. It <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the worst and the best. Right. No, I think David Cross is probably the worst. Oh, wasn't he on like the first or second episode or something? Yeah, one of the early ones. <laughs> Jim Norton one's pretty bad too. Oh, Jim Norton was on there? Yeah. Jim Norton's quite a strange cat. He really is. He's very funny, but he seems like the opposite of a people person. Yeah. He's a people watcher. People watcher. Yeah, he's a bit too perverted for me to take for too long. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's funny to just listen to it devolve where they're at right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're barely getting through this year. Yeah, they're so done with it. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I just was listening to the latest one today, and Adam's like, just about every other episode, we all just end up looking at porn on our phones <laughs> halfway through the episode. <laughs> I mean, it was fun while it lasted. It was. I can't imagine being... Because it sprung up when, like, right after Trump was elected or right before? Yeah, right before 2016, I think in March or May. Like, that's pretty wild timing. Yeah. To just ride those four years. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the timing of Chapo. I think Chapo was all calculated. Right. Nick just took the opportunity to catch the flow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, honestly, I, I think it's great still, even when they don't care. I think it's the concept is solid and it's a funny show. Yeah, I know. It's, there's something very, <laughs> something very attractive about it. Just like these three guys that do not really give a fuck. Yeah. It's really the only podcast that matters. <laughs> it's so true. It's the Seinfeld of podcasts. It killed everything else for me for a little while and still kind of has. Yeah. It's like I don't need to listen to much else. You get this weird fill out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, some of the biggest laughs of my entire life. Oh, absolutely. It's so weird coming from a podcast. <laughs> it's not a participatory, participatory event. <laughs> just fucking just crippled in my kitchen. Or <laughs> come each there, Gordon. Come eat, I mean, come on. Brain. Back <laughs> 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 What's up? What's going on, dude? <laughs> I had one the other day where it was like Gene Hackman with a big pair of tits. <laughs> this is Gene Hackman with a big pair of tits. 
They joked in one about how like suburban yuppies would bring out the come town tapes mm-hmm. when they're when they're old. It'd be like a forbidden thing. I feel like I'm gonna be one of those guys. Absolutely. You're gonna be at some social function and run across some other guy. Yeah. Something. Some reference will happen. You know? yeah. <laughs> some little call Michael Douglas gay, and it's just right. okay. the eyes meet. <laughs> Just an hour. <laughs> Put the canopy in my ass. <laughs> You've been in somebody's The wives just mortified. Sexually. What is, what's going on with what you? What guys doing? <laughs> You're just over in the corner with the guy just trading references. Yeah. <laughs> my, a- my AI-assisted wife already knows. <laughs> oh, no. This is the one thing I hadn't... <laughs> Amber Blackstone Bailey. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was her name. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That's I I had to close it after that. <laughs> it's like goodbye. No thank you. <laughs> Did it give you an AI assisted drawing of what you might look like? I furrowed my brow and was like, yeah, yeah that's that's a that's the name of a hot person. Yeah, I'll sure. accept it, but I will also delete it. Yeah, this is not a road I need to go down. That was like that fucking Telegram channel. Yeah. Like I watched like 12 Chinese guys jump off roofs. I was like... <laughs> I kept scrolling to, I know. to find journalism and it's just death, death, it's, No, death. I know. This one had a, a truck run over its head. Death, <laughs> death, death, death. Death, death, death. Then you get to the beginning of it and it was actually journalism, but <laughs> it just turned into porn. Yeah, exactly right. Porn. <laughs> I have to... I This had to have been a mistake, but I was watching... See, when you're at CBC, every fucking TV in the place has CBC on it, like broadcasting, right. so you can't get away from it. And one of them had the French, and it was like the French 24-hour news network version. And the super goes across the screen, Vladimir Putin, like P-O-U-T-I-N-E. <laughs> like, is that r- really? Like, why couldn't they just put his name normally? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, how did I ever think of that before? Was it a capital P? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Vladimir Putin. Like, maybe it was part of another story. Like, maybe so. I I don't know, but fuck. What would that even be? What are Russian flavors? Is is Vladimir Putin just fried potatoes? Just boiled potatoes in the shape of fries? (laughs) Exactly. Just with the potato water over it? (laughs) Yeah, it's just (laughs) no cheese. Just put Vladimir Putin, motherfucker. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Things keep going the way they are with the economy. We might be eating Vladimir Putin for the rest of our lives. <laughs> That's true. Nothing but taters. God damn. Yeah, enjoy your government ration, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> One scoop of water, one scoop of... Apparently fermented potatoes, when you fry them, they taste great. Fermented potatoes? Yeah, if you just let them lacto-ferment for like Mm. overnight. And that's why restaurant potatoes, in certain instances, taste good, because they're bagged after they're boiled. Interesting. I can see that. That's another thing. I think I think I get the Edmonton food scene. Okay. 
and I'd like to experience other ones, even yeah. if they're worse. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's enough fucking crappy hamburger joints around. Yeah, man, it, like it's the Cisco taste that I've, mm. I'm so acquainted with. And <laughs> Cisco. Yeah, it is quite funny. We were out one night shooting that documentary with Faisal. And we go to the Joey's downtown to try and see if someone will talk to us and just the Cisco truck backing up. Yeah, yeah. It's like this, this place has a, the brand is one of like, not Cisco. And yet here it is. Yeah. Everywhere. And then you realize that Cisco has just been doing AI before AI was AI. Right, they programmed your fucking tongue. <laughs> yeah, the truck's backing up to every single brand of food establishment in every county in the country. That is wild. And the portions are slowly getting smaller. Yeah. I feel the need to buck against it, so I've just been... The, my portions have been doubling and tripling, honestly. Great. <laughs> yeah, you have to. But these small portion motherfuckers run themselves into the ground. Yeah, and then if the Vladimir Putin moment <laughs> comes, then I'll have all the more visceral fat. <laughs> right. Yeah. To keep me uh keep you alive in the bunker. Yeah. The oligarchs are just the ones who are the fattest when <laughs> when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed. It's true. <laughs> Their strong arming of all the industries was just sitting on people. <laughs> yep. It's like an Eastern promise is just sitting on people in the sauna. <laughs> Get off me! This is mine now. <laughs> just with your, there's like a huge gut with a tattoo of it. Oh, like yeah. a tattoo of a donut on it. <laughs> This is Viggo Mortensen's character's like, his neck thing was just about sitting on people's necks. <laughs> he just points to his belly button instead. <laughs> it's the culture of teabagging. <laughs> instead of the sexy, it's just him sitting on a woman with his gut. <laughs> his gut <laughs> There's that, there's this podcast. Other people are enjoying other things in the world. That's my, <laughs> that's my obvious moment of the day. Right. <laughs> that's my Zuby tweet of the day. <laughs> I seem to have seen, I see no more Zuby on my feed. Oh, really? You must have been blessed up by the Elon by. <laughs> I guess the feds, the feds monitor the mooncast and they're like, well, this guy really doesn't like Zuby. There's something, honestly, the ad algorithms, like I pay attention to them and I'll purposely just watch things I'm not interested in right. just to like keep myself growing. But there have been a few like epitaphs in the, um, in the ads that were like tailored for me that really just made me want to buy into the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like, this is exactly what I want. <laughs> thank you for advertising it to me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Anything in particular? Um, 
Well, I mean, the the comparator mirror, that came from a YouTube ad. Oh, okay. Where it was some kind of like projector device that helped with tracing. And then through right. looking at that, I found the comparator mirror, which is vastly superior. Mm. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a Taylor Hill um, Victoria's Secret ad for some reason. I don't understand, but I enjoyed looking at it. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, various like, yeah, lots of like different products. I, I'm, I'm sick of the men's deodorant ones about how you're supposed to smell like um, your girl wants you to smell like. Right. Which is weird. <laughs> that was a transgender anima for you. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure they just want you to smell like a man. That's the only thing I've learned from <laughs> people is they, <laughs> they're attracted to other people. Right. Not necessarily the soap bars they use. Well, yeah, but marketing doesn't work when you say that. Yeah. When you say, say it that way. So in that way, it's annoying because it seems like it's marketing to me like I'm some kind of beta, but whatever. I'll let them think that. Yeah, I'll let them think it. I'm not owned. <laughs> it's fun to pretend to just, like, go war against the algorithm in your mind. No, oh, yeah. It's like, sure. you think I'll click on that? Like, it's very much, like... That, that's one of the things that led me to consuming so much K-pop is just to see what happens. <laughs> Not just in internet life, but real life, if you just decide to just learn as much as you can about another culture that nobody else cares about. <laughs> and see how that... Right, see what... Your, your perception of it reflects off of their perception of culture. I wonder what became of all that. Then you learn what shirk is. Right. That's exactly right. You consume enough of another culture. You see the universality of shirk. Yep. You bring them up one too many times with a certain acquaintance and then they never want to talk to you again. <laughs> That's what shirk is. Yeah. <laughs> if someone says they didn't watch the latest Marvel movie and you uh, you quit talking to them for the rest of their life, you might be a shirkist. <laughs> you might be a shirkist. Yeah. I can't even bring myself to go there with people half the time. It's like, ugh. I could end this relationship and this conversation <laughs> right now. It's very weird when that becomes the excuse. Like I've had that a few times where it's like, on, on both sides of it, like maybe you think that somebody understands <laughs> that like your association with them is a bit more than just like, I don't know, the catchphrase, right, that, uh, that got you talking in the first place, right. but I don't know, people like go in and out of their phases and certainly me, I fucking do it a lot, especially if I'm spending a week in a dream, I'll just forget the last thing I said to somebody and it was only the day before. <laughs> And I'll remember it like five years later. It oh, comes yeah. back in a dream. <laughs> Not sure where we left off, but I've lived a whole week since I last saw you, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone said to me, well, if my wife doesn't like it, we probably won't eat it. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, okay. If your wife doesn't like it.
I had too wholesome of a day. I thought I was going to come into this one salty, but... No, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I got, I got less salt than I would... I was getting salty in some of the more recent fucking slack discourse. Yeah. Fuck. I've just been on autopilot for a good two months. It's oh, just nice. been... The receipts have been flowing. I don't even have yeah. to search for them anymore. Well, it's just effortless. And once you start, I mean, if you want to say deprogramming or just looking at things a certain way, it just it, it kind of just does evolve on itself. Yeah. Like it's like you could see anything in many ways. Yeah, and then you realize that, like, you're completely in control of your perceptions. Right. You can do whatever you want with them. And that's wild. I choose to turn them into fodder for frameworks for art. Right. Other people can do other things if they knew how to do it. Right. If. I like that. Fodder for frameworks for art. Because, like, at, at a certain point, I'm just going to bounce down all these um, dialectics and compress them and then turn them into probably a 12-song set. Nice. And use that 12-song set to amplify into something broader. Now, will that be the punk album or like the, the yeah. November thing? That's the plan, yeah. Yeah. That'll be good.